0: This is Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Of course, here in Sefer Bad Midbar, how unfortunate that there are two in this week's episode with Shalach last week of the Miraglim, and this week's episode, of course, with the the idea of Korach. This should be a Zechus, this episode of an Eloi Neshama, the Eloi Nishmas nacham Svi Ben Chai My brother's parsha was Korach, so he should be zoha to have an Eloi of a Neshama as well. So we look at the idea of Korach, and we see what was the problem? What was going on here? Why was there such an example? What moved him to even start a quarrel? You know, they were cousins, Korach, and he felt like everybody should be involved in the holiness, is what he said. But really, he wanted to have it himself. What moved him to start a quarrel? The Midrash Rabban, Rashi points out. As Chabad points out, he was moved by the fact that Safan, the son of his father's brother, was appointed prince over his family, as it says the prince of his father's of the families of the kahatites was Eliyahu on the son of Uziel. Korach argued, "My father was one of the four brothers, as it says, the sons of Kahas, Amram, Yitzhar, Yitzhar, Chavron and Uziel. Amram, of course, was Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, and he was this the son of one of the other brothers." Says Amram was the firstborn. His son Aaron got greatness. Moshe was royalty. Who then should take the next office? Is not the next in line? I am the son of Yitzhar, so I am a cousin of Moshe and Aaron, mamish, a first cousin. Yet Moshe appointed the son of Uziel. Shall the son of the youngest of my father's brothers be superior to me? I shall dispute, and I shall be arranged better. These were the aspects. Really, it was about the covet. It was about the honor. Obviously, the Levim and Kohanim had so much aspects involved in the service of Hashem. What should the Israelites say? Really, what should the Israelites say? We don't really have nothing to do in the base of English, obviously bringing Karbonos and Davening, but we don't get to sing like the Levim. We don't get to do the service like the Kohanim or the Kohen Gadol, but we're not complaining over here, right? We have to do what we can in our lives to do what we can to be involved. The whole episode of trying to seek out high office brings to mind the idea of Pirkei. I was talking about don't seek government. Don't seek high positions of authority. It only leads to trouble. It only leads to difficulties. It doesn't lead to anything good. It just leads to problems, really, at the end of the day. We need to do what we can to lay low, do what we can to accomplish good things in this world, accomplish great things in life by utilizing our purposes. Avoid the high offices. Avoid Positions of authority, basically, and do what we can to be involved in the advice of the right people. I like to say the only person in my entire life that I want to give me advice is no one else in the world but my wife. She has the best advice, good advice, no other advice is needed ever. Just her advice is only what I want to hear. Also, we learn a lesson from Korach Medjah Shraba points out. Oy Woe to the wicked and woe to his neighbor. Why in the world were there two hundred and fifty people involved in this? It says Korach came with Dathan and Aviram who already were rebel rousers from a long time ago, even from the times of the Midbar. And the neighbors of Korach who both camped to the south side of the sanctuary, as was written, the families of the Son of Kahat were to pitch on the side of the sanctuary southward. And it says, "On the south side shall be the standard of the camp of Ruvain. So what were the 250 people involved? Really, it had no bearing on them. Whether Moshe rules them or Korach is involved, it really has no bearing on their life. So why were they involved? Really didn't make any sense. It just was the fact that they had a very bad, wicked neighbor. The question becomes, though, who was saved in this aspect? Who saw the light, basically? Who saw a way out? And in this aspect, there are some people that were saved. One of them... Was own? How do we know that? Because it says, "Own the son of Pelas. Rav said, "On the son of Peles was sa- own the son of Pelas was saved by who?" How do we know? Because he wasn't counted among the ones that were dead because he was saved. Who was he saved by? He was saved by his wife. Always listen to the wife, right? She said to him, "What does it matter to you whether the one remains leader, Moshe, or the other one becomes leader, Korach? He will be but a follower." said he but what can i do i've taken part in their council they have sworn me to be with them she said sit here and i will save you she gave him wine to drink intoxicated him literally and put him to bed within the tent. Then she sat down at the entrance and loosened her hair, uncovered her hair. Whoever came to summon him saw her and retreated because her hair wasn't covered. Another aspect, another source of the fact that we know that the hair was covered, we should never know from such things, but the Sota Gemara Sota talks about how the wife's hair had to be uncovered, which means, by definition, it was covered to begin with, the real main source for covering the hair. As the Torah talks about that, she had to be made ashamed that the hair had to be uncovered. So whoever came to this tent of own. So, and retreated. Meanwhile, Korah's wife joined in and said to him, See what Moshe had done. He himself has become king, his brothers high priest. his brothers sons he made the vice high priest. If true brought, he decrees, Let it be for the priests. If the tithe is brought, which belongs to you, the Levite, he orders give a tenth part here to the priests. Moreover, he has your hair cut off and makes a sport of you as though you were dirt, for he was jealous of your hair. Said he to her, "Be ha-. But he has done likewise. She replied, since all the greatness was his, he said, also let me die with the Philistine. So it's written, a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman destroys it with her hands. Who is the foolish woman? Korach's wife. Who is the wise woman? Owns wife. The wife can literally save the life, as the Talmud points out in Sanhedrin. So lots of times... In life, it seems like an easy thing to be a follower. It seems like an easy thing to follow along with the majority. But sometimes, we need to be the strong person to go against the tide. You think about the corona times. You think about the times throughout history where there was major, major pressure to go with the flow. There's major, major pressure to just follow blindly what anyone says, even if it's dangerous, even if it's unsafe. There are major, major times to do whatever everyone else said. But the strong person, the strong-willed person... That is the one that went against the flow. Those people who are able to go against the flow, who stood up for their principles, stood up for what they believe, those are really the strong people in life. Lots of times, there are many situations, many times where it's hard to be that own, but hopefully you can be Zohar, that you have a support, you have a supporter like own, in your wife, in your spouse. The best person to be in your corner, the only person you really need in your corner in life is your spouse. And the best way to cultivate that is to work on the marriage relationship. And I don't use the word work. It doesn't mean work. It's a beautiful thing. When you invest in your spouse, you invest in yourself. Because really there are two parts of the self. We talk about this at length in the Tiny Talks Radio episode. You've got a friend of me which we recently put out there. We recently released. You could hear more there. But basically every day you really need to sit down with your spouse and spend time. I don't care how many things you want to watch on your own how many things you want to read on your own the first thing should be at the end of the day once the kids are asleep sit down and spend time talk to one another play a game watch a show watch a movie do something my wife and i during the week we try to watch a show like Master Chef or the like or one of these talent competitions or the like on shabbos and yom and we each try to read next to each other we talk about the books especially when we do book club and we switch books and whatnot and oftentimes we do fun stuff the other night we have a star machine that i bought many months ago And we had a Kumza seal. I took out my beautiful, beautiful guitar that my mom got after many years of saving up for it. One of the best guitars ever. And we put the star machine and we literally sang and played guitar under the stars very quietly not to wake up the kids. And that was a beautiful thing to do. Because you need to have that person in your corner to support you and to guide you. You can go against... The tide. You can be that person doing what you can to go against the tide. And a lot of people over time may say, oh, but that person, that guy does too much around the house. He always is home with his wife. He never comes out with the guys. That guy is whipped. I'd like to say that that is not the true definition. Someone who's whipped is someone who doesn't even know what's going on in life. Is it whipped to do the best you can as a dad and a father and a husband isn't the whipped to be the best spouse the best wife and the best mom you could be if that's the definition of whip then i feel sorry for everybody else your definition of having a good time is never being home never helping out or coming home after all the kids are in bed or leaving your kids with your wife screaming and tearing down the house just so you can make it on time to to Having bowling with the guys and you can get an extra three minutes of a when the whole house is falling apart. Ask your rabbi what's more necessary, more helpful. Ask your rabbi, ask your LOR what's more important in life. You know, being there an extra minute or helping your wife so she doesn't go crazy and, and go out of her mind and the kids destroy the house. You understand what's best in life. To have someone who is by your side could save your life. The spouse can save your life. A happy spouse is a happy house. Happy wife, happy life. You heard it here first. A happy spouse is a happy house. You need to do what you can in this world to have that good relationship. Be that person going against the tide. Don't just go along with the flow like Ruvain did. Shave it Ruvain did like Dustin Averum, the Rebel Rousers did. In this lifetime, there will be many times where your morals, where your ethics, where your stance will be challenged. Many times you know you go to the cashier you buy a coffee the coffee was a dollar fifty you give them a dollar seventy-five and they and you give them a uh, dollar seventy-five and really the coffee was a dollar fifty you know you or or opposite and they owe you a quarter. Are you going to demand the quarter? Are you going to embarrass the clerk? Are you going to shout and make them really upset? There's a lot of times where there's different situations that will come to the floor where your ethics, your moral character will come into question, and you and only you have the ability. Owen was put to the test, and he didn't know what to do. I don't want to, like, leave the the whole rebel rousers, but on the other hand, I don't want to upset my wife. I will take care of it, the wife says. Many times in this situation, we have to figure out how to go against the tide going against the tide. Sometimes you could buy a Coke, right? And it could be a $1.50 and you give them a $1.48 and you walk out of the store. But is there a tiny aspect of you? Is there a tiny element of you that feels bad about the two cents? And would you go back to give the two pennies? Would it bother you? Would it get on your conscience? Would it get on your moral system, your moral fabric to bother you? I wonder. There are times, there are aspects in our lives where You know, we could easily take back the change. What if we tell them, keep the change, use it for yourself, do what you can. This episode of how someone wants the honor, you run after honor, it'll never stay with you. Pirkei teaches, the Gemara teaches you, if you run after honor, honor will flee from you. Run away from honor in order for it to stay with you. Find that person that could be in your corner. Find that ability to go against the tide. There were some of Korach's sons that did not stay. And those that were went down into the pit that opened at behest of Moshe, they said forevermore, Moshe, MS, Vassar, Rassau, MS. In our life, there's going to be times when there's crowds. They're gaining a momentum of many things that aren't right, that don't make sense. Are you strong enough of a moral will and moral character in your life to go against the tide? Challenge yourself each day. See a situation where you were a little bit challenged in your... F in your aspect, in your personality, were you able to withstand the challenge? You, I'm not talking about a massive, massive test of someone who has an addiction or affliction or a mental health disorder. We're talking about little, little things, like the five cents, the two cents, where you were overcharged or undercharged. How are you going to react? How are you going to respond? Are you going to say, "I'm sorry, but I was overcharged by five cents. You are owed this." For example, the coffee was one fifty, but really, you were you were charged the 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 150, 145 You know, it's cost one fifty, but they only took one forty-five from you. It was mistaken. Are you going to give the nickel? Are you going to go back once you realize? These are different situations to think about. Can you be someone that has someone in your support, in your side? Can you be someone going against the side? Challenge yourself. Challenge your life. Look for those abilities to be makata Shem Shemai through Torah, the Mishlos of Chesed, through different aspects and elements of your life, and you too can be like an own going against the tide and riding the waves till you ride up high. Join us next time where we talk Tani Talks Parsha, Parsha Lesson for the Week, here on Tani Talks Parsha, and I'm your host, Tani.